Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... That's right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for once again listening to our podcast. Well, they should be thanking us, really. Uh, I mean, you know, we for do this. giving us this podcast to listen to. We, we, we do do this every week for you guys for free, but, you know, I think it's like a two-way street. I'm good. This is actually, <laughs> this is like uh, what I didn't tell anyone when we started this four years ago was I was just sentenced to four years of community service. Ah. So I chose to do this, and my community service ends next week. So <laughs> fuck you, and we're done. Oh, my. <laughs> That'd be uh, an incredible ending, Eric. <laughs> what if he? I don't think just, podcasts need endings, though. Just stop right there. <laughs> you know, it's we're, we're not like Night Vale or something where people are like, you know, bare knuckles clenching on the tables with the drama. Yeah. Yeah. No. We are just cool fans. Mm-hmm. So and and speaking of fans, we're going to be talking about how we're such fans of comics and video games and movies, etc. Because we're going to Comic Con in a couple days. Yeah, New York Comic Con, baby! I'll be there four days from now. We're taping Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Getting ready. Yeah, dude. I made a Shark Knights T-shirt. I saw that. You know, <laughs> when I saw that T-shirt, you you made like a custom Shark Knights T-shirt. It reminded me of uh, before I got really busy. I was like, oh man, maybe for Comic Con I should cosplay as one of the Shark Knights. Oh <laughs> man, that would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, and I was looking at it, I mean, like, you know, the parts don't seem too hard to do. It's kind of like a Dragon Ball Z-style uh, body armor. Yeah, yeah, the flex armor, you really just need, like, some uh, dark blue cargos, mm-hmm. some boots, and then you just get a little creative with the upper armor, and uh, and then you just gotta put a certain insignia on your shoulder based on which guy or girl you're coming as. I, you know what? They're only we... distinguishing mark. We we uh we, we put in for we've been getting a lot of uh, emails because we were we're, we're running press and uh, we're we have to get like uh, confirmation on a couple things, mm. but my fingers are crossed that yeah. we'll be able to interview Yaya nope. Han. What? Oh okay, I thought I thought you were gonna say the other one. Oh no 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 no. Yaya Han. Yaya Han. She's pretty much uh, the most famous cosplayer uh, in America. Like over in Japan, there's uh, in their idol culture, they have a lot of cosplayers that people follow all the time. Mm. She is somebody that po- people follow in America all the time, and uh, she's awesome. She's great. She's a great ambassador. And so if we get to interview her, I'm totally going to ask her opinion about how we should approach <laughs> making a Shark Knights uh, costume. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'll just and I'll, I'll have to wear the T-shirt so she can uh, see what they look like. Absolutely. Because she's, um, some, she's somebody that fabricates, uh, you know, armor but she's also like cool and down with low budgety stuff so i'd be interested to see uh what her what what her and her professional opinion had to think nice and obviously i need to get a picture with at least a couple different cosplayers so then i could just cross one off my list right there (laughs) there it is there it is easy peasy oh i don't know i don't know if uh, you notice a difference in the audio quality uh over here but i actually got a new microphone for this occasion oh cool cool yeah, so, so so I hope you're I hope you weren't thinking. Oh, yeah. God, oh, he no. sounds awful. No, no, actually, your audio <laughs> quality is so good. I can hear your fucking phone going off over and over again, vibrating on your table. Yep. I was like, just get rid of it already. <laughs> or this, either that, or you're just sticking something over your butt with some battery power. Well, you know, 
I thought so. What? So we got lots of stuff to talk about. We got to we got to talk about Cora. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw. I I went and saw. I sat down in front of the computer. <laughs> I saw. I saw Star Wars Rebels. Ah uh, yes. We got New York Comic Con uh, to get pumped about, and um, uh, I have some good. Uh, I have some some, some Thunderdumps. One is just going to rock your world. All right, and I got some. I've been reading comics like crazy, so we're going to talk about some of that stuff too. Sweet. So we got to jump into core. Like I said, this is kind of like a core podcast for the next three months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of it's um, kind of like a damn Yankees where all the wives are like six months of the year. Well, it's like, you know, we did this when Young Justice was in his heyday, too. We kind of let that hijack us. So, I mean, oh, yeah. all right, on a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> how awesome was Episode 1, Season 4, Legend of Korra? Go. I mean, people are saying it was the greatest opener that Korra's ever had, and that's pretty high. I mean, you don't even see the main character for 99% of the episode. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I was very pumped that they don't show Korra to the end because none of the other characters got any time in season three. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually nice to see all the other characters doing stuff. And since there's a time jump of three years, you could actually see some of their progression, like Asami running her company, doing well. Uh, Bolin has actually joined up with the uh, potentially evil Metal Bender. They're <laughs> evil. It's the Earthrike, well, and they're I, taking yeah. over. Earthrike, I like it. <laughs> um, you've got uh, Mako, who is uh, unfortunately the bodyguard slash babysitter of the new too soon to be uh, Earth King. Right, um, Prince. I want to take a spa. Although you know, like he he basically whines and complains that he gets stuck doing bodyguard duty, but it's basically so that he can continue to be a part of the story. Yeah, I saw a pretty good uh, picture, a Photoshop picture of that too, where. Um, his uh, captain, the metal bender, um, what's her name? Uh, Lynn Bayfong. Lynn Bayfong. He was like, "How much longer uh, do I have to do this?" And she's like, "She's like, we need you to do this so you can be in the story or you know, something, <laughs> something like that." Basically, so, basically, um, if he goes to, so it's basically like n- not a lot's going to happen in Republic City because uh, he's like, "I want to stay in Republic City and just be a normal detective." And yeah. the the plot is like, "Nope." Yeah, no, and I saw another picture, too, and they're like, no, we need you to stay there so you will eventually be pitted against your brother. Exactly. In, a, in opposing forces, so. Yep, it's, um, all, it's all going down in the Earth Kingdom this time, it's clear. Now, smarter people than me, or maybe more paid attention to detail people than me, mm. um, did notice that when Kavira, is it Kavira or Kavira? I've already forgotten. I, you know, I, I, I like saying Kuvira. It sounds like Elvira. It sounds more evil. <laughs> You know, but I guess it's Kuvira, because okay. I don't know. So she beats the shit out of some rebels, or some thieves. Mm-hmm. And then she basically says, I won't spank you as long as you join my team. Right. Supposedly, the, uh, a couple scenes later, two of the airbenders are trying to bring food to that town. And they get it gets hijacked by a couple dudes. Mm-hmm. And supposedly that one dude that's there that hijacks it from them was one of the villains that Kuvira just uh, recruited. Well, that's cool. So basically saying, like, she is definitely racketeering. She's definitely strong-arming the towns. You know, in case it wasn't obvious enough, I guess. Supposedly one of those uh, one of the, those thieves. See, I mean, recruits. you know, and towards the end of that, uh, that defend the base mission where, uh, where they think everything's cool and they've collected all the, all the farm food and then suddenly out of nowhere a biplane attacks them. 
with an yeah. earthbender on and like all right clearly it's the earthreich army clearly it's not just rebels because like rebels don't have a plane yeah although i was upset that two awesome airbenders were not able to defeat that one dude although you know what i was thinking about that and then somebody else on the internet somewhere kind of said that too they're like well geez it's typical Korra. the good guys are going to lose every single battle until the last one but I, mm -hmm. I think it's more just like this show like says all over and over again if you're like a little kid if you're like a teenager or like a tween you're not mm -hmm. special you're gonna get your ass kicked the adults yeah. are like the, the dudes with power and and that's why i think Korra gets her butt kicked all the time it's like saying like all right luke skywalker you're just like a young jedi and vader is going to kill you because yeah. you don't have any experience now, I did assume at the very end of the episode, we see Korra in Earthbending Fight Club. Mm -hmm. And she's lied to other people, so no one knows that she's actually doing this. And she's changed her appearance. She's cut her hair. She's not wearing her patented blue outfit right? The, with the, the Ugg boots. And, and the hoodie kind of tied around her waist. Yeah, so <laughs> she's just wearing, like, regular clothes. And she's doing an Earthbending MMA fight. And my whole thought was, all right, so it took her maybe a couple of years to recover from her injuries. And now she is, like, uh, fighting underground disguised not as herself in order to be tough again. Like, does she need to get her skills back up? And she doesn't want to reveal herself until she feels like she's battle-tested or what? I mean, that's that was the first thing that came to mind. But, I mean, maybe it's a little deeper than that. You know, it's not like she's in, like, firebending club. She's in earthbending mm -hmm. club. You know, like, everything's going down in the Earth Kingdom. It just makes sense that she's going to be, like earthbending right off the get-go um mm -hmm. uh we've already seen in the trailer the teaser for the season that she's gonna run at the top maybe in the spirit world you know maybe not who knows but she's gonna mm -hmm. up her game when it comes to metal bending so do you think though that she's been practicing all her skills like maybe she was in a firebending fight club for a little bit you know like she's <laughs> she just wanted to re she wanted to be back at the top and she just happens to be on the earth one now i don't know that's or... the thing is like you know, it's either that, like, she's just naturally a waterbender and she's not as good uh, at earthbending, or she's just pulling her punches and sandbagging, because that's this persona that she's created for herself. Because if she was, like, the champion of, like, the Underground Fighting League, she would totally get noticed. Yeah, or, or maybe she's just kind of in a weird mood where she just wants to get the shit beat out of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the only way I can feel. Oh, God. Uh, um, I mean... She's got to be somewhat good at earth bending because she picked up metal bending in two seconds last season. It's true, it's true, but you know, like the metal benders are in charge now, man. They're they're running the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, fuck you, lava benders. You're not important. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's kind of funny, yeah, man. Bolin, he's totally a pawn in the greater scheme of things, as he always is. Yes, exactly, Bolin. If you are on a side that Korra is not currently on, it's the wrong side. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's a lava bender, and he's totally being used yeah. every single... Ep it's, it's like every season, you know, it's just the... That's his character. And yeah. he has to learn, and then he has a moment. Well, I liked, I loved the first episode. It was awesome. I love... I, I, I liked that it wasn't on Korra. You know, like, made us wonder a little bit, and I liked it. Checked in with everybody. That was fun. And uh, the Republic City has come to grips with sharing their town with the spirits, and it's all good. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it took them a little bit, and Cora removed herself from the situation. She doesn't have, like, press conferences, like, every week. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just like, you know, I'm just going to lay low, do my thing, get the crap kicked out of me by rocks. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, oh, excuse me. 
I watched the first episode of Star Wars Rebels, which was a two-parter. Okay. I think they technically classified it as like a movie event. Sure. You know, before the regular series kicks off. But it just kind of, you know, it just wants to introduce you to, all, to the whole thing. And there's basically a crew led by a former Jedi. Okay. And a big, tough alien guy, basically a Wookiee, but a different kind of species. Cool. Uh, a Twi'lek, who's a, who is their uh, their pilot. She's the, the hot chick. I guess. I mean, she's a Twi'lek. But oh. She, she got those antennas coming out of the back of her head. Those... Uh, I mean, that, that's like... The, the, they usually are the they're sluts of the galaxy. Yeah, they're the yeah. sluts of the galaxy. Um, and then you've got a woman in um, very uh, slight uh, Mandalorian armor. Right. It's it's like Hot Topic Mandalorian armor. Yeah, we'll call her Boba Fran. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and then, and then for uh, for the little kids, you know, it's for their entryway into the show, they pick up a street rat like Aladdin, who mm-hmm. just happens to have force powers and doesn't know he has force sure, powers. Sure, right? of course. So, um, you know, it's back and forth. Like Aladdin, we'll just call, let's just say, Space Aladdin. Yes. Uh, Space Aladdin. You know, it's like obviously this cartoon is not for people from the eighties. No. <laughs> um, uh, so that that kid is is their entryway into Star Wars you know, for the new generation and stuff, and it's a little a little lame. But lots of people die. They have no problem shooting stormtroopers. Okay. And they're dead, and they have no problem. Uh, at one point. The Jedi, who is not, who doesn't want to reveal as a Jedi, but he does by the end of the second episode. Sure, uh, is on a speeder bike, and so is a stormtrooper. And he goes, "Hey, hold this!" and throws a grenade at him. The guy catches it and then blows up. Wow, is it like comical, or are they like, dude, you just mm, killed a man? There was a little bit of comicness to it. Okay, yeah. almost a little bit of Looney Tunes, but with consequences. Hmm. It wasn't like a murr, murr, and his nose was blown <laughs> off. Like he's de- so there is death in this. Okay, but at the same time, you're supposed to be rooting for Space Aladdin, right? Um, but at, but <laughs> gotta at the keep very... one foot ahead of the stormtroopers. <laughs> That's exactly how it starts. <laughs> he's a street rat, and he steals from the Imperials, and it just happens to be the same stuff that the Jedi's team is trying to steal from. That's fun. But they did use Obi Wan's voice from the Clone Wars because um, the new the Jedi's got like a holocron that's got the message from Obi Wan from. Revenge of the Sith, saying, really? stay the fuck away from the Jedi Temple. We've all been wiped out, and so has the Republic, so steer clear. And so this guy's got that holocron, and, and you can tell that he kind of, like, uh, watches it every night before he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they used the Obi-Wan's Clone War voice, and it was just kind of cool to see that someone did get the message. Wow. Yeah, so Revenge it, of the Sith. You so know, it was like, wasn't total waste. It wasn't a total waste. <laughs> so this dude was like, all right, cool. And um, But at the very end, he did have to reveal that he's a Jedi. And so at the end, one of the um, Imperial agents calls up the uh, Inquisitor. And he's right. like, yo, dude, there's totally a Jedi around. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can just imagine that. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Who is it? The Inquisitor. <laughs> and so, um, so you know, it's, uh, Star Wars Rebels has potential. I liked it. Mm. I liked it. wasn't too little kitty, you know, though it is a little bit. Right. But did have consequences, which I appreciated. Did they, did and, they, uh, uh, did they visit the stormtroopers like uh, Widow and her uh, children, orphans, no, afterwards? No. Those kind of consequences? No. Nope. Stormtroopers no longer have souls like they did during Clone Wars when they were the good guys. Ah. So it's okay to kill them. Oh. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch some more. 
You know, okay. it wasn't it wasn't bad. And the crew isn't bad either. Like they've all got their little personalities and stuff. Space Land's a little annoying, but that's okay because he's not for us. But the rest of the characters are fine. So uh, we'll definitely watch it again. That's fun. So I mean. You know, uh, I think a lot of Star Wars fans were looking at this and being like, you know, look at the animation. Everything's a little, like, cartoony. You know, yeah. this is definitely for little little boys and not for hardcore old fans. Mm-hmm. Well, but at the same time, this is the way it's going, you know, because they were going to introduce this cartoon before they introduced, like, the future of Star Wars publishing. Ah. Which is a panel at New York Comic Con. Oh, all right. Which we're I, going. W- well, I want to go to, but it's like at the same time as the Walking Dead panel. Oh, choices, I mean, choices. Choices. Star Wars Publishing, which I can research online the next day, or the fucking Walking Dead with mm. all the main characters probably going to be in attendance. And you know you know they're going to show something that you haven't seen yet. Yeah, because the new season doesn't premiere until the next day after. So, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll get the first look at season four, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go Walking Dead. All right. That's good. You, in fact, you want to transition to uh, things we're most looking forward to for New York Comic Con? Well, I mean, you're or, yes, absolutely. You're you're coming. You're arriving in New York City like exactly when the core panel is starting. I'm gonna fucking miss the core panel. Yeah, it, uh, because uh. last last time I got there, like I was like, you know, I'll show up like 30 minutes beforehand, and oh my god, I just barely got in. I was just barely in the back. And that was 30 minutes before I... Sh- like, I'm sure the line started at least two hours before. Man. Yeah, so I'm just going to look at the, the schedule really quick. But, I mean, you know, outside of, like, some professional obligations, like, you know, I'm really just looking forward to kind of seeing the sights. And I, just, I, I avoided Artist Alley last time. Like, I was... I would think it was, like, Saturday or Sunday where I realized there was an Artist Alley. Yeah, they were all in the back. I definitely want to do it this year. Yeah, but it was just so insanely packed. Like, I've never seen that many people pressed together in an artist alley before that it just, it it was a little scary. So I was like, you know, nope, nope, sorry. You know, sorry, artists. I'll see you all next year, maybe. But it was, it was you know, it's intimidating to see that many people. Like, the, the show floor, the Javits Center, you can always kind of find a way through, even when it's really insanely packed. But... God, Artist Alley last year. I don't know if anybody else listening to this went, but it just looked insane. There's actually one that I particularly would like to go meet. There's one I follow on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, he he does a comic strip of all the Justice Leaguers as eight-year-olds. Oh, yeah. What's it called? It used to be called JL8, and then I think they made him change it. Ah. Um... Shit, jeez! I only watch this. Com- I almost only read the comics all the time, and now I can't even fucking think of what it is. <laughs> um, what he changed it to, but it's cool because it's you know it's all the um, all the uh, Justice Leaguers are in uh, elementary school and stuff. And like right now, all the Green Lanterns—they're kind of like the Lanterns are almost kind of like Cub Scouts, and they're all on like a camping trip. That's fun. So it's like Hal and even Sinestro and uh, what's his face, Angry Guy, Kilowog. No, oh, no, Guy know, Gardner. Guy Gardner and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's cute. It's fun. I enjoy uh, seeing them with like second grader kind of problems and stuff. So uh, that guy said he's going to be there. And so I definitely want to go check it out. And I'm just embarrassed that I can't think of his name right now. That's cool. So let's see. Um, well, uh, there's going to be a huge Judge Dredd panel. Oh, well, actually, no, I, I take it back. There's a Judge Dredd Justice Hour. And then there's uh, the director of Dredd, the movie, is going to be there. 
Uh, what's his name? When when is uh, when are those going on? Because I don't think I added those to my New York Comic Con mobile app yeah. schedule. Yeah, I'm 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 checking it right now. It's two o'clock on thir- on Thursday. Son so of a just- bitch! <laughs> Sorry. Why is everything good on Thursday? I don't when know. I'm on a train. Oh yeah, Adi Adi Shankar, uh, Saturday at eight thirty or Saturday at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock at night. Yep. Wow, that's like the last thing. Pretty much. But is it about Dread, or is it just about his all, all his projects? Oh no, it's about him and his projects. Uh, but he's gonna, you know, he's he's probably gonna talk about it. I don't so know. I'm miss, but I'm missing the Dread hour. Yes. God damn it! But that's I think that's gonna be like about the comics. I mean, they're probably gonna talk about the movie too. They better freaking talk about the movie, man. Day of Dread was awesome. Well, you know what you could do, Eric. You know what you yeah. could do is you could take it out on the uh, 501st Legion. Because they're going to be representing, and they do this thing called Blasted Trooper. Right. Which is basically, uh, you get into a line, and uh, it's either with nerf, nerf weapons or like some kind of phone weapons, but you could shoot real live stormtroopers. Oh, cool. So For I charity. Get, so I can get in a line with a bunch of seven-year-olds. Yes. Troopers. Yes. I'm going to do that. You know what I did? I went to this uh, local place on the weekend. Mm-hmm. They have like a gigantic uh, eight-acre corn maze, and they have like stuff for kids. They had this high-powered cannon. Oh that yeah! Shoots out full water bottles. Really? Yeah, and they and I was shooting them fifty yards away and hitting pumpkins. Awesome! Fucking cool, man! A dollar a shot. I've seen I've seen those with uh, not water bottles, but they do uh, corn. Well, no, I did do corn. Oh. Two, two years ago, and I hit every goddamn target. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking sniping it with corn husk or with uh ears of corn uh-huh and then this year they're like you want that or do you want the water bottle cannon and i was mm. like cannon please <laughs> that's way cooler way more powerful awesome so that was very cool but anyways new york comic-con i i, I want to see walking dead i'm a huge fan of archer mm-hmm. archer's gonna be there i'm a big fan of the league the league is a very funny tv show yes uh, Ninja Turtles is there, so Chad can reunite with uh, <laughs> Rob Paulson. You know what? Uh, I just might. Because, I, I, because why not? I love the Ninja Turtles cartoon, and season three is kicking off um, probably next weekend. So yeah. we're going to see some preview shit. So we've got to mm-hmm. do that. Um, Dude, uh, uh, Andrea Romano is doing a voice acting master class. And when is that at? 11.30 on Friday a.m. Oh, okay. So it's possible. And, um, and she's that, directed the best. Yes. All the good DC animation movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Cartoons, that is. Um, uh, Daredevil. We might get a sneak peek at Daredevil, the Netflix TV show. Right. Um, obviously, Mike Tyson Mysteries is on the list because... After you know, I did the my preview of the show I'm most pumped for, and if if you haven't seen the trailer yet, go see it. It looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be hysterical. Um, Marvel and DC are both having animation hours. Right, one of those I'm excited to see. Well, yeah, Marvel. <laughs> I don't really want to see season two Hulk Agents of Smash. Yeah, but they said they were going to show other things too. So uh-huh. <laughs> maybe that's that's uh, kind of like the Cartoon Network panel where they're like anything can happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I just feel like, uh, uh, no, guys, no, yeah, you like it's clearly crafted and thought out, and only a couple things are going to happen, guys. Yeah. Now, DC Animation, we did just see the um, the trailer for the Aquaman movie. Which yeah, looked amazing, dude. That's uh, like I watched it and I was like, wow, 
they actually they finally made Aquaman cool, which is basically do the uh, the Superman uh, Man of Steel thing, which is like make him just like a regular guy who doesn't know anything about his uh, superpowers. Yeah, that looked awesome. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the thing for that for the DC Animation Hour or what however long it is. Are they just going to show that again, or will we get a sneak preview of the movie? They got to They got to show more because the internet has been watching that trailer for at least a week now. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, do we go there? But if what if that's all we get? I mean, you know, it's it's in it's in stage one uh, E, which is that gigantic uh, one. Right. So there's going to be thousands of people there. They got to give the people what they want. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, Comic book men has their own as a panel, but it, um, I would probably go just because Kevin Smith is going to hijack it mm. and tell us all about how he's going to do Clerks Three. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith is fun to listen to. It's true, he's a funny guy. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, he's he'll be the moderator again, and everyone will just ask him Clerks questions. And he just said he got he got the funding for Clerks Three, so it'd be cool to hear a little bit about that. Man, you remember uh, two years ago? At New York Comic Con, he was like, yep, this is the last movie I will ever do. Yeah. It's like, I got one more movie in me, that's it, I'm done. And everyone's like, wow, maybe we'll go see it because it's the last one. Yeah, and then he just said that he really got into, <laughs> he's making like a trilogy of Canadian low-budget horror movies. Uh-huh. So and he's like, two out of three are already done to those. Wow, awesome. So, um, and then uh, he, would have, he was making that hockey movie slash tv show right so yeah no i mean you have to take everything kevin smith says with a grain of salt because it's scheduled to scheduled to change of course like it's like life yeah exactly so i think those are probably the biggest things i'm looking forward to plus just whatever gets announced at the last second i have a couple things that that like um I'm not looking forward to as a fan but as like a professional looking forward to like there's some puppet stuff happening uh, with people I know that are in them, so I have to go see them. Like, uh, do you know the Super Sprouts? No. Uh, it started out as, like, a puppet thing, and now it's more of, like, a big stage show with, like, walk-around characters. Mm. So they're performing all the time, and I got to see at least one of their shows just to see what they're up to. Because, I mean, like, they were hanging out with, like, the president. I mean, they're, like, big. Like, yeah. they, they started small, and now they're big, and so I definitely got to check them out. And then my friend uh, Noel McNeil... A.K.A. Bear from Bear in the Big Blue House, A.K.A. Uh, various uh, Henson, Sesame Street, and Muppet characters. Uh, he's doing a puppet workshop uh-huh. a few times, so I'm at least gonna make it out to one of those and say hi, and you know, just see what he see what he does because we do workshops, and it's just good to see what other people do. I'm excited because last time I was only there for a day and a half, and this time I'm gonna be there for two and a half days. Mm. So I don't have to cram it all in as much now. I can really. You know, I can wander around and soak it in, too. You know, uh, let's see. At 7 on Friday, there's going to be a panel called Resident Evil Returns. Yes, but I'm pretty sure that's at the same time as the Archer panel, so I'm going to have to go oh, Archer. Oh, all right. I'll go, I'll go Resident Evil then. It's like the whole cast of Archer is going to be there. Oh, there you go. They're so funny. Yeah. It's one of the best shows on television. It's true. So, yeah, I'm pumped. This is And, and then and who knows what else is going to happen, you know, because... There's going to be some random shit going down. You just know it. And we're going to see some stuff we didn't even know that was happening. So I'm excited. Dude, last last year, you know, there were, there's always one cosplay that just blows you away. And uh-huh. you're like, that is that is the greatest idea. That's so clever. That's, I just, like, that just made my week. Last mm-hmm. year for me, it was Super T. 
Super T. Dude, dude dressed up as Mr. T, but, like, jacked in his prime Mr. T. Uh-huh. Uh, also as Superman, with, like, the gold chain was, like, a giant Superman S. And he mm. was, like, in the lobby hefting, like, what seemed to be, like, barbells that were so gigantic that only, like, the Hulk would be able to lift them. And he's mm. like, ah! It was just, it was just amazing. I was like, oh, that's just incredible. He doesn't even have to get in. You know, he's just standing up there taking photos. And I will once again be looking for anything that is awesome or super hot or a combination of the two things I just mentioned. <laughs> so I got my picture last time with Scorpion, or not with Scorpion, with Sub-Zero. Mm. And dude looked exactly like Sub-Zero. Yep. But <clears throat> at the same time, I also saw like uh, super attractive Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i mean if you're gonna flip the script you know gender reverse uh being a hot freddy is awesome <laughs> that's just one of those things where you're like well that totally kind of changes the movies like if it was like a hot chick freddy instead mm-hmm. of like the nasty facial burned uh you know child molester freddy mm, yeah hmm. maybe they should go that way next time i know right they already Switch tried to reboot it once and failed <clears throat> did you watch yeah, the, the reboot, by the way? I did. It wasn't that good. Yeah. I like the actor and actress involved, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Pass. Yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at Sunday. We're also attending a... We're going to a wedding on Sunday, so I don't know how much time I can go, but... Uh, I can't do Sunday because my train leaves at, like, 1, and there's a couple of panels right at 1 o'clock that I wanted to catch. There's Gotham, which I've now seen the first two episodes, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Good on you, DC. Like, it's a good show. So way better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my God, yeah. I tried getting back in there. I know uh, one of our friends, Aaron Patterson, was like, dude, it's way better and stuff. Eh, I'm into parts of it, but I'm just kind of I'm going to hang back. You know, I can always uh, binge watch later mm-hmm. if I get back into it. But right now, I'm just going to kind of hold off until Mockingbird shows up. Right. Um, but uh, Gotham's good. They have a panel Sunday, and then there's actually a Lost panel. You know, because it, it debuted 10 years ago, and some of the actors are going to be there, and the um, one of the writer-creators is going to be there. And I'm about to fucking miss it to get on the train. Oh, man. Right as it happens. But you, know, you just have to watch the full video from multiple sources on YouTube, the, like, simulcasting that day. That's true. They are live streaming, so I just got to hope the Amtrak uh, internet Wi-Fi isn't as spotty as it was last time. Yeah. I love that you can actually watch the panels live. On video. That's really cool. That is neat. Yeah, because that's what happened last time. I could only stay for a day and a half. So I came back the next day, and I was just like in withdrawal. Like, I wish I was still there. Yeah. And I got to watch, like, the Arrow panel. So. Let's see. There is a... Uh, do you know Star Trek Equinox? Pass. Yeah. I watched... I watched the... I was excited about it. I was like, what is this? I don't even know what Star Trek Equinox is. And then I, uh, I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, this is, like, low-budget... Uh, like, they're making a low-budget Star Trek movie, but oh. it's made by, like, super nerds. Oh, well, then I then I apologize for saying pass. That sounds cool. <laughs> I thought it was, like, an official Star Trek thing. If it's, like, a no. fan thing, then that definitely has my interest. I think I think it's more of a... Correct me if I'm wrong, Maniacs, but I think it's more of a fan thing. Like, they have a couple people that were in the Star Trek universe involved somehow. Like, I think... Um, God, I should... <laughs> All right, I'm clicking on it to find out more information. Okay. But I think there's, like, one or two names that you would recognize, like, oh, yeah, that guy, and he's mm-hmm. the main character, of course. Okay. But, um, no, they're they're having a panel on Thursday before you arrive. Sorry. God, well, <laughs> everything happens on Thursday. There's a huge – we got invited to this big video game preview yep. uh, thing, and you're going, and it's on Thursday. It's true. Actually <clears> – <throat> sorry. 
yeah, Square Enix is debuting um, some some gameplay demos and some watchable demos mm-hmm. at uh, Comic Con, and you know, there's already stuff on YouTube about these games, but they're doing some off-site uh, demoing. And I told them what I wanted to see, which is basically like any mobile game. So I'm going to be checking out uh, Dragon Quest, I think, 1, Dragon Quest 4, and then Dragon Quest uh, The Journey of the Cursed King. That was for the PS2, which is now on uh, mobile. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. And if we have time, if they have time, I'll be checking out the new Tomb Raider game. Not the Tomb Raider reboots uh, mm-hmm. that they're doing the sequel for, but... Um, the last thing they did in the old Tomb Raider mythos before the reboots was this game called Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, mm-hmm. and it did really well. It was it was like uh, it was kind of like Trine or like it's like a like a third person platformer but co op, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the sequel to that, mm. and it's you know Lara Croft and the something 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 and the Guardian of big ass titties. <laughs> Busting out of that green tank top, pretty much. So I'm kind of I'm I think it's like uh, uh, Orpheus Osiris. I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see if it's the same gameplay as last time, and if it's like the same direction for the character as last time before they did the, you know, shave thirty years off your life back to being a teenager. I hate tombs. Uh, reboot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're gonna be pumped. And I uh, can't wait to let you guys know how awesome it was. And I'm sure cool shit's going to happen to us because that's what it does. And and if you're going to be there at all, Maniacs, you got to let us know. Uh, send us a message on Facebook. We would love to meet up with you and have a pint. Uh, Eric and I are going to be, um, let's not say partying hard, but you know we'll definitely throw a couple back uh, maybe around the uh, Javits Center area. Or most likely we'll hightail it to like Midtown. Uh, because the pubs around there are all right. Maybe if we have a chance, we'll go to the Modern Pinball. This this is what I'll say. I'll drink any beer that someone else buys me. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're such a girl's night. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying, if, if we meet up with some people and they want to buy me a couple drinks, I will drink those drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so, man. Know. Well, in, in, New York, in New York, man, that's a commitment because you can't get, like, a dollar beer out here. It's like PB even PBR is like two to four dollars, depending uh, on where you go. One of the times I went to New York City, we went to the oldest bar there, mm-hmm. and we got this whole fucking lunch tray of beers, and it was not expensive. Mm. It was awesome. Well, that's good. But uh, no, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to hang out and stuff, like I said, the podcast has been free for four years. You want to buy me a couple of beers? <laughs> we'll call it even. <laughs> it's all good. Damn, dude. What? You're making me sound like a whore now. I'm, <laughs> I'm making you sound like a whore? Yeah, I was just like <laughs> saying I would drink a couple beers if someone wants to buy me a beer. And you're like, oh, how dare you? You know you have to put out now. All right, like, well, what? <laughs> Talk about. No, it's, you know what? You know what? I, I, I feel like because this is happening in my backyard that like if anybody wants to, to show up, then like I'll buy you a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you should buy me a beer. Yes. I'm the one taking the train, staying in a hotel. Clearly, clearly. All right, I'll buy you beer. I'm already, man. I'm investing a lot in this journey. You're just walking outside your house. Whatever, whatever, dude. You're glad to get away from those kids for a weekend to go yeah, nerd out. I know, but I'm just saying. You know, it's like, you know, someone wants to buy me beer. It's good because this has already set me back. All right, all right. So, um, so that's New York Comic Con. I do have some uh, fun Thunderdumps, and I know you got some stuff to talk about too. So, 
Yeah, no. Um, I got a couple of comics to talk about. Let's do it. So I, um, so I read one of I think the most enjoyable uh, Batman comics I think I've ever read in my life. Uh, it was fun. It was really fun. You know, so sometimes Batman is all edgy and dark. Yeah, too and, serious. Yeah, especially with the new Fifty Two, where they're like, you know, Alfred's got to get into it somehow, you know, and he's like a badass, and they're killing people, and Gotham, there's an earthquake, and all this, you know, apocalypse Armageddon crap. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. This was just a fun romp. So uh, there's a series called Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. which are basically just like different takes on Batman. Uh, and he's in this one, he's not wearing the black uh, uniform with, like, any yellow on it. It's straight up, uh, not great looking, uh, black, or excuse me, gray and blue, like, jumpsuits. Nice, what we grew up with. Exactly. Like, it's it's made to look retro. Okay. And uh, the story takes place before Robin, you know, like, like Batman is just kind of starting out. You know, it's not like year one Batman, but he's established. But it's like he's having trouble with like his contacts like his contacts at the police department are kind of like you know you know like quick cramp in our style batman uh-huh. you know and like people that he relies on you know he's not getting what he wants from them so batman and it, when i started reading this i was like oh my god why did nobody ever do this before because he's basically like well if i can't get what i want from from uh, commissioner gordon i'll just form my own team of spies and mm. train them and they'll be like an autonomous spy team that I can like send out places, and there's this whole. Uh, I think the first issue is just like him uh, talking about uh, the people that he's going to recruit and why they're going to work out and their different uh, strengths mm-hmm. and how they're going to work out, and then he gets them all together. And uh, I don't know, just like everything about it is like, all right, Batman is forming this awesome super team of normal people that he can use his Batman wiles on to uh to train them into spies to do what he wants mm. it's totally behind the commissioner's back he doesn't tell anybody about it and uh and they go on missions and while that's happening there's like uh, another origin of a well-established uh, batman villain happening at the same time oh that so, sounds fun yeah it's called it's called Bat- it's called uh batman legends of the dark knight colon snow uh okay. it's legends of the dark knight issues 192 to 196 like a five-part series but it was it's great and it's definitely like it's not super dark it's not edgy yes people die yes there are Mm -hmm. body parts flying around but then you see batman in like what looks like pajamas you know like running around like he's not Mm -hmm. like i am the knight you know (laughs) instead he's just a dude in a super suit trying to to do his best and it's definitely like humbling to kind of see him like that no, it's Batman Snow, not Batman Snow Patrol, right? That's correct. Okay, so they're not taking famous <laughs> Snow Patrol songs and converting them into Batman comics. No, it's it's he, not. He's sitting there like he's sitting there next to the his parents' graves. If I lay here, if I just lay here, would you lie with me, Catwoman, and just forget the world? Batman no. Snow Patrol. And it's not Batman. Give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hey, I'm. Uh, let me know when the new Batgirl comes out. I feel like it's like this month or next month, but uh, when it does, I would like to read it. If I'll, you know what I mean. 
<laughs> oh, you're going to read it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you get me a copy of it illegally, I will then pay for it figuratively by giving it a favorable review on our podcast. That sounds like a quid pro quo to me. That sounds that sounds like video game journalism, Eric. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yes, I won't be paying the $3, but I'll give them $3 worth of marketing. I think you should go for... Um, I think you just need to send me a press review, or uh, no, a press uh, copy. Dude. Or what, do they, what do they call it when you get it ahead of time? Uh, yeah, I think it's like a review copy. Yeah, so you're just basically sending me a review copy. <laughs> so, but you know, th- that's the one with, the, with the, the new Batgirl costume redesign, like the actual cool costume redesign. Yeah, and she looks like a real teenager, and she doesn't have yeah. like boob socks. You know, right. she's, she doesn't look like a porn star in a bat suit. Yeah, and I've always liked Batgirl, and I think this sounds like a cool... I mean, the Batgirl's been cool for a couple years now, but I'm excited for this, too. So when that happens, let me know so uh, I can read it, and then we can give it a review think, on the show. I think you can read all Marvel comics for, that's like, not, 10, 10 bucks a month. That's not Marvel, though. No? It's Batgirl. Oh, my bad. DC, yeah. get well, on the train. I've, no, I fucking tried to do the Marvel subscription thing. Uh-huh. With the online and their site is just so complicated. It hates oh, me. Oh no! Every time I go on there, it, like leads me to like a dead end link and stuff. I hate that. I don't know if I don't know if you if I'm using like an old uh, old search engine bullshit something. You know, mm. like I don't I don't know what's going on, but like I've tried multiple times to get subscriptions on their website and it just leads me in circles. Like it's very user non friendly, or I'm an idiot, or both. Hey, no, no, I, I think you're onto something because. You know, uh, when I was buying uh, new Ultimate Spider-Man at the, uh, you know, you get like a free digital version with every paper copy that you buy. And so I go online every time for six months trying to get my free digital version. And and like, you know, I'm I'm not a fool when it comes to computers. I think I know my way around, but I just could not get it to work. It was just crazy. That like comicsology doesn't always work for me too. I don't know. It's just... It's like what the fuck? I mean, like this in this day and age, if you can't get something to work in thirty seconds, it's just not gonna happen. I'm That's, done with it. Yep. It it fuels it fuels piracy. You know, the it's first, like, yeah. When you have DRM like that, I mean, you know, you're trying to look out for for you know everybody's got to get paid, and you're trying to look out for for that and protect you know your your stuff, and you know, um, I'm just kind of foaming. But when when piracy is so much easier and way more convenient, people are gonna pirate. I mean, that's the thing. You know, I will pay for it as long as you make it easy enough for me to do. You know, I buy music now. Mm-hmm. I did it before. You know, I still buy books. But you've got to make it, you know, one click. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I've, been, what I've been doing a lot lately is, um, is I don't even choose what comics I'm reading every day. Like, I, I've been reading a few comics every night. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go down to uh, Marvel's website. I just go to 4chan, 4chan.org slash co, because somebody's posting digital scans. There's a lot of websites that do this every day of their favorite comics saying, hey, you should read this. And you don't even have to, like, um, you don't have to download any software. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to download anything. You just like, hey, look, there's a little icon of this page. I'm going to click on it. It blows up to an amazing uh, high-quality version, and then you click on it. It reduces down to an icon. You scroll down to the next one, and people are, like, commenting on their favorite parts. Well, thank you, Chad, for that step-by-step process. Of all the places <laughs> I thought I'd sell out to on this podcast, I didn't think it before, Jan. 
but you've told us exactly how to do it. Uh, so. You know, it's 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 a, that's where I tell you, I'll admit it. That's where I read Thor one. Uh-huh. I read I read the new Thor comic, the She Thor, yeah, Fem Thor, whatever people are saying. It's just Thor. Uh, that's where I previewed it. It was a good comic, by the way. Well, see, that's the thing, though. You pay, you know, you paid it back because you posted it on uh, our Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and said it's cool. Check it out. So, you know, someone probably did because of your recommendation. So, it's all fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, man. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, I got some Thunderdumps here. Okay. One, as I've said before, I'm a huge fan of the Muppets. Yes. When the Muppets movie came out three years ago, I actually didn't really like it. I'm with you on that. I thought it was just dominated by the humans, by mm-hmm. Jason Siegel, which I appreciate him bringing them up. It's back. Thank you. But his story angle with him and Amy Adams was dumb, not necessary, and even the Walter Muppet was stupid. Right. Well, that was the worst part, but it was like right. the linchpin, yeah. the whole thing. So because of that, I did not see Muppets 2 in the theater. It got bad reviews, and it did not make that much money. Yeah. However... I just rented it, and it's awesome. Yeah. It is the Muppet movie we wanted. Fuck yeah. So what I'm saying now is <laughs> go <laughs> rent it for a dollar. Muppets 2, if you like Muppets, was awesome. Yeah. The humans are just supporting actors now. They don't have their own thing. They just happen to show up in little things. You know, like Ty Burrell from Modern Family is a French inspector, and Tina Fey is a Russian gulag guard. Mm-hmm. So they're just supporting actors and the Muppets and Walter's in it, but barely. barely. It's just the Muppets. Yeah, they are the main characters. The great tongue-in-cheek jokes. The musical numbers are funny. It's the Muppet movie we always wanted. So of course, this is the one that did not do well at the box office. <laughs> and I don't see. I mean, like they got the word out. The advertising was everywhere. I mean, the the cameos are good. But mostly just cameos, which is nice. It's just all Muppets all the time, baby. Mm-hmm. So and uh, you know, it's it was it was great. I did enjoy it. So you know, it's, I don't think there'll be a third one, but yeah. it's so much better than the first one. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and got turned off because of the first one, Jason Siegel's not in this one. Hey, buddy, appreciate you resurrected the Muppets. Then you got and you stepped aside, do other things. Good. This is a good Muppet movie word i'm I'm so glad to hear that i know i dropped my review uh on this podcast way back but i I love that opening scene where it's a continuation from the last movie and they're like nope it didn't happen nope those were paid extras well it's funny too because like they they made fun of the movie a couple times yeah like at one point in this movie walter uh leaves them up as he quits Mm -hmm. and they're like he quit? That's weird. Yeah, especially because of how much time we spent on him in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like, it's some good shit. It's some very witty Muppet stuff. So if you like Muppets, go rent it for a dollar. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, this is a, a big Thunderdump. And I teased it earlier and you didn't even pick it up. I said, I think I said something that I had a Thunderdump that was going to rock your world. Oh, yeah. You, yes. Do you have some rocks you're going to throw at me? Yes. <laughs> Baywatch the movie. I heard. I heard Baywatch the movie. <laughs> Starring The Rock. Yeah. Please, no. Rock, don't do Baywatch the movie. No, Please don't. I can't wait. I said The Rock makes everything better. When I saw Baywatch the movie, don't give a shit, even though I'm sure there are going to be some hot life cards. When they said The Rock was doing Baywatch the movie, I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be so good. Because you know he's going to do the whole movie with like one eyebrow up in the air like yes. breaking the fourth wall he's gotta be right 
They said it's going to involve shark attacks and, like, uh, drug lords. Perfect! All right, all right. Perfect! I can get behind that. You know, so there'll be, like, some speedboat chases and mm -hmm. The Rock. And we didn't even get to the part where there'll be hot lifeguards. True. Hot lifeguards! You know, if they can resurrect 21 Jump Street and make it good, they could do that with anything. Hey, man. The second The Rock signed on to Baywatch the movie, it became a hit. <laughs> a hit! It's, fun it's funny how... We went from, you know, after his first movie, uh, the rundown, where people were like, well, Rock, sorry, you tried. Uh, Are you kidding to... me? I love that movie. No, I, I mean, like, like critically and also, like, Hollywood types. Like, The Rock complained that he's like, well, because yeah, the rundown wasn't a huge hit, I wasn't getting calls. Yeah. But now it's basically like, if The Rock isn't in your movie, your movie is going to tank. That's right, man. The Rock has never been hotter. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I love it. Baywatch the movie starring The Rock. Sold. If that was all they did in the pitch meeting, I would have thrown money at them. <laughs> like the elevator pitch is like, Baywatch the movie starring The Rock. Yeah, yes. exactly. What's your log line? <laughs> <laughs> Baywatch is back, and we're bringing The Rock. Boom. Yeah. You know David Hasselhoff do a cameo? Wouldn't it be cool if he died? <laughs> be cool if Hasselhoff died. I mean, they need to do... Uh, all right, that's just mean. I was just thinking... All right, at some point, The Rock needs to be lying on the kitchen floor eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. No, wouldn't it be great Damn. if in the beginning they're like, whoa, David Hasselhoff looks really old and let himself go, dude, that's Pamela Anderson. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> She's looking very dudish these days. Well, you know, people age. People get yeah, old. That's so mean for me to say. I you can't know, believe I said that. You know, you know what's, uh, I, there's this chart going around. You know, statistics are kind of funny and that they don't really mean anything. Uh, yeah. So this is chart going around that I thought was pretty true, where it shows like uh, median, which is like, all right, women age 20 think that guys age uh, like 30 are the hottest, you know, and like, yeah. you know, and so on. And it goes like down the list, like women age 20, 30, 40, 50. And it seems like, oh, women age 20 think that uh, guys age 30, women age 30, think the guys age 40 are hot and so on and so forth. Guys all ages from one to one to like 18 to 100. 20-year-old women are the hottest, period. It's totally true. Chicks want an older dude, a little more rugged, distinguished, can pay for dinner, blah, blah, blah. Guys just want hot mama, young and naive with big titties. <laughs> Say, what do we do next? Tie into the bed? Okay. It's totally true. It's totally true. I'm in my wheelhouse now. I'm of the age that young, dumb 20-year-olds are looking this way, and I'm looking right back. Damn. <laughs> New York go... Comic Con 2014 <laughs> to the hotel room. I was I was gonna say you should sign up for a gym, man, because yeah. yeah, the gym I go to, it's like there are no dudes who work behind the counter. It's always just twenty year old girls on their phones, bored as hell, wear, wearing their cute gym outfits, and I'm just like avoid eye contact, scan my card, going to the men's locker room. Right. <laughs> Chad, ridiculous. Please. What? I run uh, like three times a week. I run six miles to work in the morning, mm -hmm. and I just happened to cut through the local college. <laughs> Let me tell you who else also runs at seven a.m. in the morning. Uh huh. Hot coeds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, either they're in better shape than me, mm -hmm. or they run a little bit faster because they always manage to be about fifteen feet in front of me. That mm. ass. <laughs> so. So, anyways, let's get off this topic and <laughs> let's move over. Um, we definitely have to uh, give our condolences and pour out a 40 to the good old Saturday morning cartoons. You know, I, I, 
All right, g- p- please introduce this story All right, uh, well, so I can take it right. behind the house and put a bullet in its head. No one's asking for that. Okay. okay. It's the first time, yesterday was the first Saturday morning in 50 years that there weren't cartoons on uh, network TV. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand. Saturday mornings, there was still plenty of cartoons on Nickelodeon, Disney, Cartoon Network, and online, but... It's just a little, it was like a passing of a thing, you know? It's kind of like, you know, it's just, it just has to be recognized for a second. Because last Saturday, I did watch Network Cartoon Saturday mornings, and I saw Spectacular Spider-Man, Justice League, Dragon Ball Z Kai, back to back to back. Wow, so what was the, uh, what was the shift? Did they finally say like, eh, we're going to run some infomercials? Yeah, CW was the last holdout, and, uh, I mean, no one watches their channels for shit anyways. Yeah. But, um, I mean, no, it's like, yeah, no one really cares that much anymore, but it just made me think about when we were kids, because we would get up and we'd watch cartoons at 7 in the morning until mm-hmm. noon, or or maybe a little bit earlier if our dad was like, get out. Yeah, <laughs> we have We have yard work to do. Uh. But it was the one time, I mean, like, if you're a kid, this was the one time of the whole week where our parents were sleeping in, probably conceiving our younger brother. Yep. And we actually had control of the remote. (laughs) We didn't control the remote at all. That was the only time where we got to decide what we wanted to watch. And every half hour, we had three different options. There was cartoons on ABC, NBC, and CBS, and we got to pick which one we we liked the best. There were so many options. That's right, and and they're usually reruns of something so you would probably see everything even like crappy cartoons like the karate kid yeah which only lasted one year thank god and then the voice of the karate kid became the voice of wheeler and captain planet the next year yeah and it strangely made me want to watch the karate kid again i was like hmm maybe i could just pretend like that's wheeler like the prequel series yeah it's true he was growing up got some martial arts training then saved the planet by recycling (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, for for us, it was this was a cool thing. Cool thing. It was fun being able to be in control of the remote and just watch a ton of cartoons. We didn't have cable, so we didn't get to watch cartoons on the weekdays like all you other lucky stiffs. Mm-hmm. It was one day. In fact, the only good thing about going back to school at elementary school was cartoons were new again um, on Saturday mornings. They would even have a preview show. The Friday night, like the first Friday, the first weekend that you were in school for like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're like, oh, thank God I got through it. Friday night, there'd be a preview for one hour where like a famous host would show you clips of the new cartoons that were coming. Right. I was pumped for that. Like one time, R2-D2 and C-3PO hosted it because they were going to have the Ewok cartoon and the droids cartoon. Yeah, both really awful cartoons, but I mean, I'm sure we were pumped. Ewok's still terrible, but I bet if we watched Droids again, we would not not uh, hate it because they actually killed people and stuff in that one. I, as a kid, watching Droids uh, made me feel funny because it had like some horror elements. Yeah, we should actually go back and watch Droids because from what I remember it, I wasn't into it, but I have a feeling that I would be now. I mean, there were a couple parts that like really scared the crap out of me that I remember. Like there was this one episode where they go to this uh, this R two and C three PO go to this place where all the droids are just hanging out and, like, bathing in oil all day, and it's, like, a paradise for droids. Uh, and then they find out that, like, the big droid that kind of runs it eats droids. See, that's cool. I have a feeling that, like, there was at least a couple 
characters when droids uh, was canceled, and, and the, I feel like those cartoon characters got fired and ended up on Pirates of Dark Water. <laughs> but yeah, so we should go watch some droids again. But I mean, for us, this is a big deal. Saturday mornings, no parents. We got to watch whatever we wanted. We loved cartoons. Mm-hmm. We watched a lot of good shit back then. It's true. So, so yes, it doesn't matter that much that it got canceled now, but it just harkened back to a time when that was the greatest part of the week. <laughs> it's it was funny, you know. It's like it it was all that we had, and looking back, it wasn't much. Yeah, you know. But you know, now it's gone, and I think that's good. You know, we've we've moved on. We're in a digital age where you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, and uh, companies, if you want to make money on your ad revenue, just make it convenient. Yeah. So. Goodbye, Saturday morning cartoons. You were fun. You gave us Mr. T. You gave us <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. You oh, gave yeah. us Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm-hmm. You gave us the superpowers, a.k.a. Super Friends, a.k.a. Justice League. You, you gave us the Get Along Gang. You, well, gave, you gave us Commander Tom. I was trying to list some of the better ones, but yeah. Well, those <laughs> you, gave us, I remember. you gave us the Gummy Bears. You gave, you gave us Kissy Fur. You gave us laser tag for one season. Oh god, that show! I I had the VHS of the pilot episode in college, mm-hmm. and I would uh, it was like Brave Star, where like you you'd be like, oh, dude, god. you gotta watch this. Don't fucking start on Brave Star. <laughs> I was looking because now I'm uh, subscribed to Hulu, so I was looking for cartoons to watch. Oh man, Brave Brave Star was on there. I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I I barely remember it, mm-hmm. and of course I had no idea it was like He Man, but Space Cowboys. Yes. And uh, the first episode, oh my god, it was just so fucking bad. It's it's awful, but it's it's funny where like you can see like all the parallels. Oh yeah, everything. It was just a straight E man. Yep. It's like except like if like the horse was like Cringer and that like he transformed too for yeah. no reason, uh, from like a horse to like a walking horse. Oh, and they had Horde Prime, except he had uh, steer horns. Ah uh, yes. But he still had a cloud around him, so you only saw his head and stuff like that. And it's fucking Horde Prime, dude. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't want to waste any time on Brave Star. No. But I did watch the He-Man Shiva special, and I was just texting you the whole time <laughs> with screen captures from it. It yes. held up. Like, well, He-Man. <laughs> He-Man does not hold up. No. She-Ra does not hold up. But the He-Man Shira intro of Shira movie was mm-hmm. actually decent. And I remember watching it with you back when we were kids, and it was still good now. I mean, it was hilarious. And I was just sending you really risque pictures. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like there's there's so much. I, I remember like there was so much at stake in that because He Man gets like uh, he gets snuck and captured, and they're like, guess what? We're gonna drain all your strength out until you're dead. And he's like, shit. They take him out like two or three times in this movie. Yeah, man, it ain't no joke. And Shira's like, I am strangely attracted to this blonde-haired man. Uh. I mean, how cool is it the fact that after just watching mindless episodes of He-Man, you find out that he had a twin sister that was fucking kidnapped at birth, and they never got her back. That sucks. And you find out that Skeletor was not the top guy. Hordak was the top guy, and Skeletor was his intern assistant. Yep, and he, and like, he screwed him over. All these characters got fleshed out so much more mm-hmm. in just this one little movie. Like, the backstory was awesome. That's why I, that, I'm sorry. That, that's why I like the Christmas special. I feel like the Christmas special is kind of like the end of the show because Skeletor kind of like does this yeah. baby face turn. Yeah. So um, it was great. I mean, woof, great. That was a, a little 
a little too good of a yeah. compliment to give it. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny, and it wasn't terrible. Okay. Which translates to great if you think about He-Man. I mean, He-Man was was really bad in, yeah. in retrospect, so anything is better. And, you know, they really tried to make something that was like, take it up a notch. Yeah. No, like, so, it, and like I said, it, like the backstory was very appreciative. And the fact that, you know, as we've said, Hordak actually enslaved his planet. So the good guys are just the rebels. Right. He, he was like, yeah, up yours, Skeletor. You know, yeah, like, he, I actually did it. Yeah, Skeletor ends up in a mud puddle at the end of every episode. Hordak actually got shit done. Yeah. I mean, eventually, what's the start of the Shira TV series? Uh, Hordak did end up in a mud puddle. Or no, he would. Yeah. there'd just be like an explosion, and he'd be like, ah! Yeah. So wait, wait, but we were texting. We were saying that, like, oh, yeah, because, like, uh, Hordak and everybody in the Horde has this red bat symbol on their chests. Yep. But there's no, like, bat demon... Or any like, there's no bat creature, mm-hmm. so I was thinking maybe it's like Batman, where he's not a, like really a bat, but he has a bat symbol. Hordak is totally the Batman of their universe. Yeah, Batman Inc. expanded to space. I think maybe he killed the original Batman on that planet and just you took it over. <laughs> yeah, so he took over like the Bat Cave. Yeah, mm, I could see that. So he's just kind of like. And maybe at first the people that's how maybe that's how he overthrew the people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe at first they thought he was a good guy and then he totally just destroyed their government. Yeah, he's like uh, I may you know, maybe it's like Cyborg Superman where he came back people are like, "Wow, Superman looks kind of different." I can't really mm-hmm. put my finger on it. I mean, he did come back from the dead. Well, maybe he's just like a little different. He's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah, and they totally F's you over. Hordak. Cool. Well, dude, I've been reading the last thing I want to say is I've been reading a ton of BPRD. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, it's the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Development, possibly. Okay. Uh, uh, you know Hellboy? Yes. Hellboy. It, BPRD is the uh, is the, the secret government agency that he oh, was a part okay. of. Okay. All right. Cool. Sorry. So. Wait. And by the way, Ron Perlman will be at New York Comic Con. Cool. Maybe so. he'll be next to Ernie Hudson, getting. Uh, uh, going for autographs. Uh, so, this comic book series is the greatest. It's the best ever. They took the Hellboy uh, phenomenon. You know, Hellboy is, like, awesome. But you know he's going to live through every comic because it's Hellboy. Like, he's on the cover. He's got mm-hmm. plot armor. Uh, the BPRD, they're just a bunch of regular dudes. Uh, people die all the time. And they have to deal with the this, this strains, uh, like, hell beasts from all kinds of different places that Hellboy has to deal with. And most of the time, he's not there. In hmm. fact, um, the issues I've been reading, at least 50 issues, gotta be, uh, he's dead. Or people don't know where the heck he is. So, like, alright, we just keep moving on from here. Alright, the frog people are invading from the netherworld. Well, alright, get your machine guns, and let's wow. go. And, uh, you know, like, they, there's like a couple, there's a couple dudes with powers, like... Uh, one of the main guys that is always helping them out is the, a ghost who uh, inhabits this uh, ghost suit that they made out for him. But mm. every once in a while, he'll like he'll like rip his suit, and so he'll like uh, he'll have to come out of the suit and possess something else to kind of get around. Mm. And uh, I mean, like they're just like cool characters, and it's it's like great stories, like you know, uh, it's great storytelling, and everything's really gritty and grimy, and um, it builds and builds and builds. I think I'm on like. I'm on like BPRD hell on earth right now, but like it's 
it's continued from like from like issue one to it's got to be past a hundred now. It's conti- it's like the same evolving storyline, but like bad stuff has happened on the planet Earth. Like you'd think that like the good guy would like win and save the day, but instead it's like, well, we couldn't prevent the apocalypse, and it's here, and now we all have to deal with it. Yeah. But getting there, getting there with all the characters and everything, it's just great, and anybody can die at any moment. Wow, that's great. Definitely, good, man. definitely check it out. Cool. All right, well, I gotta get going. All right, so uh, we're gonna do at least a at least one, maybe two podcasts uh, at the Comic Con, or maybe like after that night. Well, it depends if we get onto the booze cruise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so uh, I look forward to that. Thank you so much, Maniacs, for listening. You can check us out at our headquarters over at JumpmanPodcast.com. We're also on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, and boost our ratings on iTunes if you got a second. Uh, give us like a favorable, favorable review, and we get more discoverable that way. And, That's uh, true. And yeah, and, uh, hit us up on Facebook, guys. Thanks so much for everybody's posting on Facebook. You guys rule. And uh, I think that's about it. All right, man. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. Jump man engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.